Before we jump into today's show, I just wanted to let you know that I have got a brand new three-part audio series available to download right now. If you head over to DonnaEed.com forward slash three-part audio, that's all one word, no spaces, you can download your How to Build Your Authority with Podcasting audio series. This is going to address guesting and hosting, so if you're interested in either of those and you want to know how to build your authority, head over to DonnaEed.com forward slash three-part audio. The link will be in the show notes. Last week, we spoke all about content, the big three, and which you should choose. This week, we're talking about the purpose of that content. Let's jump in. to the podcast everybody. If you weren't here last week we did an episode based on the big three content producers, which one you should choose and why. This week is a follow-on from this one so if you haven't checked out last week's then do head back and take a listen to that and then come back to this one. So in today's show I want to talk about the purpose of your content and this was actually sparked by something that happened to me today when it comes to content production and how people deal with it. So this is actually like right off the cuff. I wasn't planning on doing this episode um, today, but it really fits with what happened today. So I am going to go through some stuff and I shall tell you the story towards the end. So make sure you stay tuned for that story. As I said, last week we spoke about the big three when it comes to producing content. So we spoke about blogs, we spoke about video, and we spoke about podcasting. And I went through the pros and cons of each. Now, one of the big things that we need to think about when we're looking at what type of content we're producing, so not the how, but the what we're producing, is the results that we want from that. What is the purpose of the content we're creating? Because I, for one, don't want to be creating content that's just falling on deaf ears or not being listened to, not being watched, not being digested. Um, I create content because I have a passion for what I do and I hope that other people will gain value from it. And I hope that that is why you want to produce content as well. It is a means to reaching people with information that you have about a topic that you are an expert at. So the reasons that we might want to create content is to build that brand awareness. So you come from a position of being an expert in a certain field and you want to give that knowledge to other people and by doing so you are building your brand. You also might want to build a community around it. So I know for a lot of coaches that have coaching groups, um, they are really great hubs for community. So when they are producing their content, they're looking at how can I get more people involved? How can I bring like-minded people together? And then others might want to build a following. So you may be somebody who is the face of a brand. You want people to find great value in what you say, so much so that they want to listen to everything that you say. They want to join your Facebook group. They want to follow you on all of the social media platforms. They've got all their notifications turned on for everything. They're signed up to your email list. They are a true 
following fan. So those might be some of the reasons. And you may want all three. You may only want one of them. Um, but we're going to kind of break that down in today's episode. So if you want to build a brand using your content, you have got to add that consistency to it. Brands are known because they are seen all the time. So you want to make sure that you have a very strong brand identity. Now, we did an episode way back when, I can't remember which number it is, I will link it below, um, with Lynn Stainthorpe. And she was talking all about your brand identity. It is so important to know what your brand stands for, what it looks like and what it sounds like. So if all of that sounds really confusing to you, then I highly suggest you speak to somebody on branding because it's really important to know the voice that you are using when you are writing your content or when you are speaking your content. So brand consistency, this means using the same colours, the same fonts and the same voice when you are producing anything online. So whether that is your main piece of content or the social posts and collateral that you build around that content, it all needs to have the same look and feel to create that brand identity. So your brand identity comes from your daily posts. So whether that's a photograph, whether that is um, a video, whether it is a short clip of audio, it all has to lend itself to your brand to help you build that brand identity. Community and following comes from interest and engagement. So if you want to build a community and build a following, you need to have something very interesting to say to the people that you want to reach. You need to be able to spark that interest by getting them in with that hook, by teasing something, by making sure that you're not giving away all of the apples in one go, you know, just teasing it out here and there so that they can start to get to know you, start to get intrigued and start to build that know, like and trust factor with you. On that, building your community, this is the one that really, really got me today. So I went on to Instagram this morning and somebody that I know personally was on an Instagram live with somebody I don't know personally. So this person that they were on with was a brand. Um, it's a company. There are staff members for it, but it is not a a well-known entity, I would say. Um, so this brand had my personal friend, you know, somebody who I know on their live discussing something. The issue comes when you don't engage with your audience. So if you are on a live and somebody comments on your live, you want to respond to that comment. Okay, so if it's a post, this again, it stays the same. If somebody comments on your post, 
reply to that comment and book yourself some time in the day. So at the end of the day, last 10 minutes before you sign off for the day, that you will scroll through your social media posts that you've created that day and go and respond to any comments that are made on your posts. This should just be a standard practice in your business that you do this. It's it's a 10 minute job. You know, you're usually only posting one post a day. You're maybe putting it on two or three platforms. You just need to go through, see if anybody has commented. If they have, then make the effort to reply to that comment with words, preferably. You know, sometimes if they've just hearted it, you can like that comment back. You don't have to put in any effort. But if they have written something, um, that that was a great post. Thank you so much. That helped me. Hearting it is going to be a bit disheartening to that other person. You know, it's like, oh, great. Okay. They liked it. That's, that's nothing to them. It doesn't mean anything. And it doesn't do you any favors in the algorithm really. But if you were to post, oh, thanks. I'm so glad you found that helpful. What in particular was it you were stuck with or what in particular helped you? Then it gives the opportunity to start a conversation that will help you in the algorithms. And it will make that person feel important and feel heard. And if you are wanting to build a community, then people need to feel heard and they need to feel important. If you're trying to build a following, again, people need to feel like it's a two-way street. Yeah. If they are coming to your posts and they are commenting and they are getting nothing back from you, what was the point in them commenting? Yeah. So if it is a post, that is perfectly okay to just go on at the end of the day and check that there are no comments that you need to respond to. And I would say for me, it's a little bit like email. So what I would do is I would do 10 minutes in the morning where I check my emails and I check my social 10 minutes after lunch or before lunch, depending, and then 10 minutes at the end of the day. Now, my emails, they may take longer. I do have a bigger section in my calendar where I look at my email stuff at a different time. But when it comes to your social and you're just checking those notifications, you can get through that quite quickly. So that would be my suggestion to make sure that you do that. Now, when it comes to the lives, that is instantaneous. Okay, so if you were to post a video, again, it goes in the same vein as a post. People aren't expecting you necessarily to be right there answering as soon as they post something, but they do expect to get some sort of reaction back if they've made the effort to put a comment. But with video, with with live video, that should be instant gratification. If somebody has taken the effort, one, to watch you when you're live, which means that they're taking time out of their day right when you're speaking, they've stopped whatever it was they're doing to give you their attention and then they comment and they get nothing back. That that feels a little hurtful actually. Um, so what happened this morning was this person was talking about something that I could speak to. Um, So I did, I spoke to it in the comments and I, I basically just said, oh yes, I know what she means. I was on that too, something along those lines. And rather than acknowledge that I had spoken, the person doing the little interview on the Instagram live didn't even address the comments. So there are a few people that came on live 
I think I was the only one who commented. I was the only, I could only see my comments as we were going through this live. Um, but I commented this one comment. I got nothing in return. When they finished, she didn't go back through the comments. So I know it can be difficult to kind of read the comments as you're talking to somebody else and it can really interrupt the flow of your interview. You have to have good interview skills and good multitasking abilities to do that. And I know for some people that can be difficult. So I'm not suggesting that you sort of stop and stumble over everything. If you know that the comments will distract you um, and you won't be able to get done what you need to get done, then you can swipe them away or you can ignore them. But it is really important to come back at the end of your conversation and say, hey, I'm just going to check and see what's in the comments. Because there are people that are watching you live and they've taken that time out of their day to do that. So if you check back at the comments and that person could have turned around and said, oh, so-and-so's in the comments. She said that she did that too. Do you remember that? And the other person could have gone, oh yeah, I know her, blah, blah, blah. It could have created more of a conversation. It would have made me feel part of the conversation, which was part of what a live is all about, is bringing your audience into it. And I would have been more likely to have followed that other person that I wasn't following. Because you know, on Instagram, if your friend goes live with somebody else, it will tell you that somebody you follow is going live. But even if it's the other person who's initiating that live. So that other person could have got a new follower if they had engaged with me in the comments during their live or at the end of the live before they finished, I may well have gone over and followed them because she took the time to include me in the conversation. But she didn't include anyone in the conversation it basically could have just been a video that was uploaded because she didn't talk to anybody in the comments. She didn't make any reference to any of the comments that were coming through and then they ended the live. And I have to say, I felt a little bit like, well, what was the point in that? Um, so for live video, it is very nerve wracking to do it in the first place. I understand that. But if you are going to do live video, then the least you can do is say upfront, I'm not going to comment on the comments um, because it distracts me and I'll lose my train of thought, but I will come back to them at the end. And a lot of people, even if they come in halfway through, expect that people will usually come back to the comments at the end. The other thing you can do is if you forget to do that or it's too difficult or you're going to stumble and you feel uncomfortable about it, turn around and say that you'll come back to the comments after the live and answer questions or whatever it is that you're doing the live for because there's got to be a purpose for the live, right? So this live was basically introducing um, somebody to her audience. She was introducing my friend to her audience. This is who she is. This is what she does. But they didn't give any room for questions or comments um, of how you would connect with her, um, what it is that she, um, how she works with people in her business. There was none of that. So it was very pointless in my opinion to have done that live. It was a tiny little video there was no call to action, there was no engagement in the comments and still to this point, which is about, uh, I want to say six, seven hours later, there has been no notifications that they have responded to those comments that I made during the live. And that to me 
is a failing on their part to build the right kind of brand identity because now I have a negative experience with that brand. They aren't building a community because they did not make me feel part of that conversation and they're not building a following because they didn't make me feel part of that conversation. I have no interest in listening to anything else they say, quite frankly. So when you are doing your posts, it is so, so important to get that engagement. So when you have YouTube videos, for example, if the content creator comes through and likes your post or comments on your post, especially if they're a big creator, you do feel like you've been seen. And it's it's weird and we could go down the um, the rabbit hole of how the psychology of all of that works. But the truth is, if somebody is creating content and they're putting it out there and somebody else comments on it, if you are the content creator and you engage with that person, it makes that person feel seen. It makes them feel good. It makes them feel like it was worth watching your video, worth reading your blog, worth listening to your podcast. So don't ignore the people that take the time to comment. And I know sometimes the algorithms work in weird ways and you don't always see all the notifications, but that's why I say purposely go back to your posts at the end of the day and see what has been put on there, if anything. Because if you don't and you miss those, those people are going to feel like they haven't been heard. So what's the point in staying around? So that was my experience today where I kind of felt like, well, what was the point in me watching that? Because they didn't include anybody and it wasn't just me. I'm not just sitting here going, oh my God, they didn't, they didn't comment about my comment. They didn't do it to anybody. I think even when other people comment and the people that are on the live pick out a few people, you still feel like that's okay because you understand they can't read every single comment if there are a lot of comments coming through. But when there is only a few comments and none of them are addressed, it's like, well, what was the point of doing it as a live? You might as well have done it as a video. So if you haven't got the time or you don't want to, or it makes you feel uncomfortable to respond to things live, then you may as well put up a regular video because Instagram will push live videos to people's um, feeds. They'll give them notifications of a live but you're actually going to be damaging your brand, damaging your community and damaging your following. If they push it out to people, people come and watch and you don't address those people. So that is my advice. Take it or leave it. That is completely up to you. But I would say that you should be making sure that you are checking your social media posts, making sure that you are commenting where other people are commenting, giving a little heart emoji to anybody who drops an emoji in the comments, and just making sure that your audience are feeling like they are having a two-way conversation with you. And it's not just a one-way thing where you're giving them information and they are not being heard in return. So if you want to build your business and you are going to create content, especially using any of those big three that we spoke about last week, make sure that you understand the purpose and reason behind creating your content and then make sure that you engage with the audience. So I would love it if you would come over to the Wedding Procast UK group on Facebook. It is Facebook 
facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash WPC UK. And I would love for you to come over there and join us in the community and drop a comment under this post for this podcast and let me know. How does it make you feel when people respond to your comments? And I hope that you are subscribed to the podcast where you listen and I hope to see you next week. Bye for now. looking to build a deeper connection with your audience this year and you're a passionate business owner with a message to share then I would love to help you do that via podcasting if you're interested in starting a podcast this year head over to donnaead.com forward slash apply to register your interest today don't forget to hit subscribe where you listen and rate and review the podcast if you've enjoyed it you can also share this episode with a friend it is a great way to help the podcast out to get to more listeners just like you.